0: The Packers have played their four quarters. Now it's time for the fifth quarter. Live from the Stadium View Bar and Grill on Holmgren Way, here are Mark Daniels and Matt Z.
1: Hello, everybody. Thank you very much. Happy days are here again. <laughs> well, a happier Monday than we've had in a month. Packers over the Bears 23-16. to 16. Red Huntley easily his best of his three starts for the pack and they get back above water at five and four. We got a lot of good things to talk about tonight as Matt sees alongside as usual. Hello there, Matt. Hello. hello, hello. And we got plenty of reason for you folks to get wound up tonight. Our friends from Robinson are doubling down tonight. Robinson's heating and cooling, giving us not only one pair, but two pair of tickets, <laughs> including a pair to the indoor clubs this weekend. So bring on the snow.
2: Yeah, forget Thank
1: you, Daryl. Forget that the win
2: (laughs) forget that the win yesterday against the Bears stopped the losing streak. It also inspired Robinson heating and cooling to be more generous. They
1: felt so badly about the last three games that they just they just caved
2: but love the fans that showed up week after week and then said, hey, you know what, we'll treat you a little nicely And Well, we do Good treat you.
1: We treat fans at this show better than any show Absolutely. in America, Absolutely. ladies and gentlemen. we get oh. got over almost $1,000 worth of stuff they give away tonight. Well, the tickets are 75% of that. But nonetheless, plenty of reason to come on yeah. down. Glad you are with us. Packers get it done. And Geronimo, the wide receiver, Geronimo Allison, will be joining us in a couple of minutes as well. All right, it's a win, but it's the Bears. (laughs) It's the Bears. You know, they haven't been out of the basement in the NFC North since 2013. They've been living in the basement. Unbelievable.
2: I would have thought it was longer than that.
1: It sure feels longer than that. doesn't it? Those lovable Bears. But I tell you what, there was a lot to like about this Packer win uh, for a couple of reasons. One, they went out and uh, put together a plan, and they made corrections from last week against Detroit. Uh, they ran the ball a season high 37 times and they had three running backs go and we'll update you on uh, all the running back situation but jamal williams ran tough uh they made explosive plays in the passing game and to tell you the truth that touchdown toss uh to Devontae was aaron Rodgers like beautiful extended play beautiful communication breaking off the route in route Devontae peels off brett makes the back shoulder Perfect spot. Twisting catch. Beautiful. Defense. The run defense. They knew the Bears were going to run the ball because that's about all they can do well with Jordan Howard and Tariq Cohen. And the Packers snuffed it out. They had 55 yards rushing, and they had 25 on one carry. Uh, And they had 10 tackles for losses. Uh, It was a really solid job. They got the Bears behind the chains, and Mitchell Trubisky's a rookie quarterback. They dial up blitzes. They went five on five, a lot in the pass rush, and unlike against Detroit with an experienced quarterback who beat it with very good throws on time and Matthew Stafford, Trubisky couldn't make those plays on time against a just an awful wide receiving core right uh, and and the Packers got it done. Granted, there are still some issues with this team uh, that kept the Bears in this ball game. but uh, you have to feel better about the incremental progress and and we've been talking about it for three weeks, Matt, it's going to be painfully slow progress. For Hundley and this offense and the rest of this team to try and stay above water maybe long enough to stay in the race into december and then we'll check on mr rogers collarbone again
2: yeah what's been nice to see with brett Hundley is he's really taken steps in each game right this game they needed him to make a couple of clutch plays he did it twice with his arm and did it once with his feet all that. in the fourth quarter which the was the most quarter. impressive Part exactly. for me, in crunch time, he exactly. made those plays. So that was nice to see that he can handle that situation, and Mike McCarthy trusts him in a third and long when you think, okay, just run the ball, eat some clock, burn a timeout, what have you. No, no, we're going to take a shot, and he connects. I mean, that's a big builder to look out on film and have confidence for a play call. Remember card.
1: the game when he touched down in Dallas where they threw to Adams in yep. the end zone and it didn't quite get get there, and Devontae went back to the huddle and said, we're running this again? Yep. Same thing yesterday. It's third and ten. Uh, they almost have a delay of game penalty. They take a timeout. They had that play call, that shot play. Adams says, run that shot play. Kyle Fuller's been up in my face jamming me, and I've been getting separation. We just haven't hit it, but I know I can do it. Just throw it up there, and I'm going to go get it. Set him up beautifully when the ball was in the air and used his athleticism to pull down the 42-yarder.
2: One-handed catch Yeah. because Fuller was holding his yeah. left arm. Uh-huh. So, yeah, pass interference, it's not called, but he makes that catch. So that was really nice to see with Hundley. Also nice to see the Packers' defense really take maybe hear some criticism in the last couple of weeks, pass rush, that sort of thing.
1: Hashtag fire who?
2: Dial up the heat. Nick Perry has a monster game. You get five sacks, but plenty of pressure all day long. There was a lot of pressure,
1: and there were some decent coverage sacks. And you stopped
2: the run early and often. You took away the number one weapon the Bears have. You made it non-existent. And then, as you said, the receiving core – is not what the Lions have. It's not what the Saints oh, have. Gosh. And that quarterback is a rookie who's still learning, so you really put them in tough situations.
1: They may have, their leading target yesterday just joined the team. I mean, right. that's how bad it is. Uh, so, yeah, but it's tough. But nonetheless, a uh, win's the thing, and, uh, boy, they need that. Packers over the Bears. So lots to talk to. Boy, Geronimo's already here getting writer's cramp, which is good to see. We'll bring him on in a couple of minutes. But we got to head to the locker rooms to Soldier Field on a very rainy, raw day in Chicago on the Lakeshore where head coach Mike McCarthy could finally say, finally.
2: Definitely feels good to win. It's been, it's been a couple of weeks. Uh, very proud of our football team. Throughout the week, excellent week of preparation, and, and it's nice when you're able to cash in on that. So, uh, I thought we played well in all three phases. Uh, the ability to run the football at, at the most critical times in the games, I thought, was a real tribute to our run blocking unit and, and you know our running backs. I thought Jamal had a heck of a heck of a day there. And I thought Brett Hundley played his best game of the year.
1: Yeah, I think so. We'll get to Jamal in a minute, but for Hundley. Uh... 18 to 25, 212, one touch, no picks, 110.8 passer rating. That's almost three times what he right? <laughs> had put up <laughs> in his two games and three quarters. Hundley, very solid, efficient numbers, getting his first win in his
3: third start. It, it feels amazing. It's it's truly a blessing, um, especially to come in and uh, especially a rivalry game. You know, uh, there was a lot going into this game, um, and uh, you know, I just thank the team, um, not only the offense, offensive mm-hmm. line, receivers running backs um but the defense played their butts off too and um you know i was able to do what i do because of them and uh, i just want to thank them um because they played one heck of a game and uh we played for 60 minutes and that was our goal coming into it and um you know we got the w
2: what no smiling. nothing i'm just smiling that's all
1: didn't really break down the game but you know he's he's like that that's kind of his personality and it was
2: nice that You give credit to the team. Team first. Give it to them and Uh, roll from
1: there. That's true. Devontae Adams made the two big grabs in that fourth quarter and said, you know, that was the best part of Hundley's game. Answering Chicago scores to keep the Packers in front.
3: Yeah, it's big. I mean, answering is a huge thing in this league, Um, you know, because if you don't answer, that's when, you know, the other team scores. And then you don't score. You got to punt back to them. And then they score again and they start getting in the rhythm of knowing how to move the ball. And so much of it is momentum. So I think for us to to respond and make sure we kept putting points on the board and uh, kept putting pressure on them, it was big.
1: It was big, no question about it. And how about that, Jamal Williams? He had 20 carries for 67 yards after Aaron Jones went down with a knee injury that unfortunately is not good. An MCL sprain, probably three to six weeks for the Pack's leading rusher. Ty Montgomery, really nice 37-yard touchdown run, broke wide open. But a little later on, I'm not sure he broke another rib, but he got whacked in the ribs. And Mike McCarthy just said this afternoon, just left the stadium. They're working on it. He's still trying to maybe see what's up there. Uh, There's a possibility he could play against Baltimore, but certainly not in the feature role. That's going to belong now to number 30, and he's waited a long time to get his
3: shot. I feel like I did a great job I feel like you know, more to come and just take my opportunities as they come and you know just want to make the best of them and make sure that, that at the
1: end of the day the team wins seven yards was his longest rush right a 20 for 67 but he did not have a negative yardage run
2: and he should have had three or four right he seemed should've. like he seemed like he was getting hit behind the line of scrimmage, and then I'm just going to break that tackle. Going to break that tackle. Seven. Count him up. Seven
1: broken tackles, according yeah. to offensive coordinator Edgar Bennett this afternoon. And if you don't think his pad level is good, just ask Leonard Floyd. It was right. a second and four run. It was it was on the last possession. He got into his chest, and that's a number one pick. Really good linebacker, and he just knocked him on his. I can't say it.
2: Yeah, and a position that used to just sort of be a forgotten position for the Packers, right? When it was Aaron Rodgers' team, it was all about pass, pass, yeah, pass, yeah, yeah. Running backs not so much, but now you've got Aaron Jones, Montgomery, and Williams. tis
1: the season. Tis the season when you've got snow, to run the
2: ball. I like the way tough.
1: he ran. Yes, as Mike said, he ran in a phone booth and did a really, really good job. Well, defense locked down Chicago's run game. Mike Daniels now on pretty good back-to-back rush defense efforts.
3: Uh, we have a lot of guys that are just playing the game the way it needs to be played. That's you know, there, there's no other way around it. The run defense is plainly is really simple. You have a gap, be in your gap, and when the ball carries there, get to him with an attitude.
1: Yeah, 17 rushes, 55 yards, and Howard had a 25 yarder and a 14 yarder. So that's 39 on two. So that means
2: it's 15 for 26
1: like the average
2: no it was great no yeah. the, the rush defense this was a establish the run stop the run kind of a game the packers were better at it in both regards around uh, I ran him by 105 yards on the day
1: and that allowed him to control the clock for almost 36 minutes and with that run game in uh, cahooch, the uh, pass rush was able to dial up the heat five sacks with Nick Perry recording a hat trick
3: the adrenaline is rushing after you get the first one so you feel like you can't be stopped um, you know, you, you give every every opportunity is, is, the, is the best opportunity to, to make those plays. And so I was just excited to, to go out there and put my best foot forward.
1: Yeah, Mike Daniels got one. Devon House got one, but Devon also gave up one. True. Yeah, the one big play the Bears got. Joshua Bellamy beat Devon on the forty-six yard touchdown.
3: I'm kind of I'm kind of getting over it, but uh, <laughs> it was more of a me thing, man. Um, I mean, we, we were blitzing. I mean, he did a good job of uh, selling. It was a double. So he did a good job selling, like the out route, uh, and then turned it up the field. And I'm thinking that once the out route's coming, the ball's in. I mean, because he really don't take shots. But, I mean, good, good job by them.
1: Good job by them. They're pros, too. They made yeah. plays. Bellamy, nice route. Good throw on time. Their ton. one big
2: play in the passing game. That was it. You can live with that, sure.
1: Uh, yeah, you can. Uh, but it was big plays, few and far between for that Chicago offense. Sheesh, wow. Uh, and as for their defense, you know what? Justin McCray. There's a guy. He's a chubby guard that plays tackle for Brian Balaga, <laughs> yeah. and he held Akeem Hicks. He didn't get a sack. Right. Their sack leader. I talked to Akeem in the Bears locker room after the game and talking about how they're living in the basement at three and six. It's not a good feeling to to, to go out with a loss. Um, I, I would say that this is a competitive team. Um, uh, there's there's been there hasn't been a game that I don't feel like that we've been in except for for two. Um, and and I would say that uh we, we fought until the end. We had an opportunity to uh to win it. But they didn't. They didn't win it again. And they have lost seven in a row to the Packers at Soldier Field.
2: And who knows what happens if John Fox decides not to challenge. We'll get to that call. Yeah, I mean, Very y- curious you just play. don't know how the game changes from that point on. You never know. 10-10.
1: Who knows? Yeah. Yeah.
2: yeah, big play. Or the Packers sure. may challenge.
1: Yeah. We were talking about that. Yeah. Can you challenge a challenge?
2: Well, if Fox doesn't challenge that play, why couldn't McCarthy challenge? He could have. Yeah. Yeah, he could. So it still could have gone in the Packers' favor, even if Fox decides not to go the but challenge. But even route. after Fox...
1: Well, he won the challenge. I know. But he yeah. lost yes. <laughs> the ball. Yes. Could McCarthy the one have time challenged? you
2: don't want to win a challenge.
1: And then red flags flying all
2: over the place. Just Bruno. Anyway, if the I, Packers... Yeah. yeah. I wish he would have been mic'd up on the sidelines so we Fox? could hear, because he was... Real, real upset. Yeah,
1: no, I understand. Yeah, he's not in, safe for TV upset. No, I would I'm have sure liked to he hear. was. All right, but the Packers do get it done. And Mike McCarthy says, you know, that's only one without Aaron Rodgers. We got a long ways to go.
2: Hey, we made our share of mistakes. We'll have an opportunity to improve tomorrow uh, as we get ready for Baltimore. But anytime you win a division game, it's important. Anytime you beat the Bears, it's important. And when you win in Soldier Field, it, it also takes a little chunk of confidence that you can take home with you. So good win today. Proud of our football team.
1: Well, he should be. an All-time Absolutely. series, 96-94-6. Packers now up there you go. two on the all-time rivalry. We're just getting started, ladies and gentlemen. There's your locker room story. We are live from the Stadium View right here on Holmgren Way, and we welcome our listeners in Wausau and Sheboygan. Our sponsors, Robbins is heating and cooling with our double dose of tickets tonight. Thanks again, Daryl, and there's your extra mention there, Gary. Uh, we've also got American <laughs> metal roofs, diamonds and gold, and the Nicolay National Bank. New era here. Talk about Nick Perry's hat trick. I got a hat Patrick, three hats from our friends at New Era to give away tonight as well. Yes, and we're live from The View, and here they come, Z.
2: Here they come. Ladies, this is the week at Stadium View. Happens every single year. Deer hunting season kicks off. Blaze Orange goes on, and tuxedos come off. And the guy's pants come off here at the (laughs) Stadium View. This Friday night, 7 o'clock, put it in your smartphones, alarm alerts, the all-male review show at the Stadium View. And this just in, the boys from Robinson, they'll be here. Yes. Not just giving away extra tickets. They'll be here Friday Where night, do you ladies. When see
1: Daryl's act? Yeah. He's unbelievable. Oh, he's great. All right.
2: We're going to just take a break, <laughs> and when we
1: come back, Geronimo Allison joins us from the View. It's the fifth quarter returning right after this timeout.
0: We now return you to the fifth quarter, live from the Stadium View Bar and Grill, here are Mark Daniels and Matt Z. All
1: right, welcome back. Out. Welcome back, Packers over the Bears, 23 to 16. Good win for the Pack, five and four. Still even with the Lions, who beat the Browns, who were tougher than I think Detroit uh, thought. And the Vikes still two games up. They made it five in a row with a win in Washington. Case Keenum throwing for four TDs in that one. All right, it is a pleasure to welcome. First time on the fifth quarter, but in his second year with the Packers, undrafted free agent out of the University of Illinois. Packers loved him coming out of the draft when he didn't get the call. Size, speed, ratio. This guy is off the charts, 6'3", 2+, and he's proven it. Uh, started slowly, practice squatter, got his way out of the active roster, and by the end of the season, he was making plays, folks. His first NFL catch in the end zone for a touchdown. Back this season as a part of the receiver rotation, please welcome from Tampa, Florida, Geronimo Allison. Hello, G-Mo.
3: How you doing? How you doing? Thanks
1: for coming over.
3: No problem. No problem. <laughs>
1: Pressure's off. <laughs> for now badly needed day in chicago
3: yesterday definitely definitely but i'm doing wonderful today victory monday victory um, monday you know we're back on and rolling so i'm doing good
1: all right uh now what was you haven't had a victory monday for a while what does mccarthy do for you on mondays if Um, it's victory monday
3: usually it's just you know the atmosphere is a lot better you know in the building (laughs) the starting point and um just coming in and just Re reviewing the game is like a debrief? It's a communication debrief is what right. we call it. We go over the statistics and the things that we did well in the game, the things that we can improve, and then we re- review the film, um, learn from our mistakes, and then we kind of um just go on from so there. So it's not like he brings the
1: donuts for everybody, right? No, we
3: actually do our donuts um for no turnovers on Saturdays. No turnover donut day. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. All right. Yeah. No turnovers. No or
1: turnovers. donuts. Yeah. So we've got donuts coming Saturday. Got donuts. Yeah, looking forward to that? it. Looking forward to There's it. Who,
2: to who eats the most donuts on the team on a donut Saturday? Oh, I could guess.
3: It's hard to say. A lot of us always just scrambling up there. First one, you know, it's first come, first serve. So we get up there. What I do personally is I get up there and I kind of take some napkins with me and I package a few, that take boy. them home and warm them up for later. Yes. <laughs> You're a single
1: guy. You gotta eat. Yeah. You gotta yeah. eat. Yeah. Geronimo, Brett Hundley. Is getting better every day, and yeah, I would imagine you caught more passes from this guy than anybody mm-hmm. on the team, all the look teamwork you did with them up until he was uh, thrust into the position he's in. Yeah. What struck you about
3: Brett's day yesterday? Um, what struck me the most when I think about it is just like um, Dave said in his pregame speech was Brett was just Brett yesterday. Um, he was calm. He was Colette, and um, he just, he digested everything. As a leader and as a quarterback, you know, and um, he processes everything well, and he made the plays when we needed the plays to be made. We're talking David Rye, right? No, David uh, Batiari. Oh, David Battiari, Yeah, gave he the gave the pregame speech. Pre-game speech. He was All one right. of the captains. who gave the pregame speech, and um, he just asked Brett, Brett, you just be your calm, cool Brett self, and go out there and just do, your, do you,
1: do you. think he. It had to be natural, just to kind of press when you're thrust in in Minnesota, and that had to be just crazy for him. Yeah. You know, then a week preparation, we didn't see much result. Two weeks preparation, we didn't. You know, but now the snaps are piling up. He's mm-hmm. seeing
3: more every play. Yeah, definitely. And um, your preparation changes from you know a backup from a starter. It, it shouldn't. It shouldn't. But, you know, you're just knowing that, you know, some plays I may be in, some plays I may not be on. So you, you may typically prepare for certain stuff or certain situations that you might get in for. But as a starter, you know, you're preparing for any op- any situation that you may be placed in during the game time. So I'm pretty sure that now he's kind of getting in the feel of his routine, what he wanted, um, the plays that he would like to run, the plays that he don't feel comfortable running, and then just going out there with the flow of the game and executing and getting the job done. So what am I going to see you as a wildcatter? Um, you know, cob stuff.
1: all this Cobb stuff.
3: Yeah, <laughs> I'm, I'm a utility guy right now. So you know, I'm I'm used in for every position. So I go inside, I go outside. If somebody's hurt, somebody's tired, coach just throws me in there, and I go. I roll. I flip my brain on um, from inside <laughs> to outside, and I just roll with it. And any the, any opportunities that I get, I just try to make the most and, of and it. And
1: there was really a lot of talk in the wide receiver room. We talked to you guys for the last couple of weeks about you. You know, you don't have to do more because mm-hmm. that means almost infers you're not right. doing enough right now, but you, you've got to help Brett. Break tackles, make plays, mm-hmm. Cobb's catch early. Yeah. Perfect example of that. Yeah. That just lit a fuse on the whole bench. Definitely.
3: It? Um that catch by Cobb set the tone early on. Um just him just making that play, making the first defender miss and then just getting north and going to try and get the ball in the end zone. Um that just excited the sideline, it's excited the atmosphere of the team. And we just felt comfortable going in and then just Devontae continued to just make people miss, um and just get those one or two or three extra yards and move the change. And Speaking of Yaks, that's what really
1: struck me about this year's camp for you. And Mm -hmm. we've talked about that this summer. I mean, you really worked hard on not just running the right route and securing the catch, Mm -hmm. but suddenly taking it to the next level and – Really making explosive plays by doing right. something once it's in your
3: hands. Right, definitely. And, um, just the offseason, that was one of the things that I worked on during the offseason, my game. Um, just talking with my family and friends. I used to play the game a lot. Um, Growing up, I played a running back before I was a, okay. a wide receiver. So I was uh, used to making people miss. But as I started to grow, my body started to scratch out. I had to get comfortable with my body. And um making that transition from college to the NFL um, the people are a lot faster, a lot stronger, and they're flying around a lot faster. So, um, last year. A lot of times I'll be out there running around, and I'm, my vision was down, and I'm feeling people, but I'm not seeing people. And this year, going into camp, I just felt more comfortable with seeing people actually around me and putting my foot in the ground and trying to make people miss. And how about the finish?
1: What did that do for your confidence last year? You finished really strong, wound up mm-hmm. with a couple of touchdown catches, big game in Detroit in the regular season finale. Um, Just the, the,
3: just to, um, to be blessed enough to get in there in that rotation and make plays and help the team out and win those games down the stretch last year. Um, it helped me a lot this year with um, just the experience of it and knowing that, you know, being a rookie, that I was able to make plays and I belonged in the league. You know, just coming in, you want to feel like, what, what's the NFL all about? What is it going to take for me to be successful here? And then when you just take it one day at a time and you just build on your success, you you kind of get a feel
2: for it and you just continue to just move forward. And you're moving forward. That's for sure. Z, what do you got? What do you remember about the day you signed with the Packers as an undrafted free agent? Um, I
3: remember a lot of emotion. I was crying. My mom was crying. <laughs> and um, just the decision process of me um, choosing the opportunity to come here, uh, I narrowed it down to Atlanta, the Seahawks, and the Packers. And um, I spoke with my agent, and I thought about it. Okay, do I want to leave from the Midwest and go back down south, closer to home, um, not really. Do I want to go to Seattle where it's kind of gloomy all the time? It's raining. Um, not really. <laughs> yeah, do you saw I wanna... a little bit of Seattle like yeah, you know, yesterday. Or, or do I want an opportunity to play for a Super Bowl, play in the um, playoffs year-round, and um, have an opportunity to play with a Hall of Famer, Aaron Rodgers, and catch touchdown passes? And I was
2: like, I'm going to go with that. <laughs> yeah. <so, And>, um, <laughs> yeah. Broad mom, the tears. So, yeah. You chose... 20 below in snow over gloomy and rainy. Wow.
3: Yeah, but not, I mean... Not
2: many people would make that choice. You know, me being a, a Florida
3: kid from Tampa, sure, Florida, sure. from down south, of course I don't like the wintertime, but I also have been in the Midwest for like five years now. Right. I started off yeah, in junior college, college yeah. in Iowa, and then I transferred to Illinois. So I've been up north for some time now, so I know how to manage and get through
0: it. <laughs> yeah.
2: How how long did it, did it take to set in that you just signed with an NFL franchise. I mean, did that take a couple of days, you wake up and all of a sudden, holy I'm an NFL player here. Yeah, um it took it took a
3: couple of days and um even when I got here to transition, I think it really hit was after last year, um just the success that God blessed me when I went back home and the the attention and the love and the support style that I had back home and um, just the looks on a little kid's face, um, just looking at me like a role model and coming to me like I'm a big superstar, but I still only feel human, and um, I just try to interact with them as such, you know, not just like a big-time player. And um, I just, just going home and feeling that transition of, okay, I, I am an NFL player, and, you know, it comes with a lot of responsibility.
1: You're in the position though now where you are you know you're not going to be bouncing onto the 46 and off and this is you're in the you're in the rotation now mm-hmm. and you're getting a foothold here and still a very young player so mm-hmm. a future it, you know it's not just going to be a little blip on the screen the average what careers two three years maybe right. three years i think you've got yourself in a pretty good position now don't you don't you agree that uh, this could be a pretty long-term deal here
3: yeah definitely um you know I, I feel good about it here I love it here um the atmosphere the fans everything is amazing to me and um just the town itself you know I'm I'm a very laid-back quiet person so I don't mind going to work going home and relaxing and then studying and um, playing football is my job you know I love just you know the the pace of everything here and um the chemistry and the atmosphere around the organization and it just makes my job and my day-by-day day, that much smoother and that much easier for me. All right. Your,
2: your first career catch was yeah. a touchdown from Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, right. Did you think they were all going to be that easy? Yeah, really. <laughs> not, not
3: at all. And, um, when I got in, <laughs> when I got in, and, um, you know, it's, what's crazy about it is in the week, that week leading up to the game, Aaron told me that he was going to throw that Get to up. me. Really? He told me. He was like, you're going to score on this play. He asked me what play um did I think I was going to score on. I said the play. He said, no, it's going to be this play. And I, I thought of like, okay, he says it's going to be this play. And then we called the play, and I wasn't thinking that, okay, he said he was going to throw this to me. <laughs> I was just out there in the moment. I want to do the right thing. Okay, here he is. He scrambles, react. And he reacted, I reacted, he threw it, I caught it, and I celebrated. That's right. <laughs> yeah, that was an extended
1: play. That was another yeah. kind of a breakdown thing where you were coming back across the back of the end zone. Yeah, uh-huh. I
3: had a ram route, finished it, and um, he kind of got flushed out of the pocket to the right. And I just happened to put my foot in ground, react, and flow with him. So where is that football today? Um, I have it zipped up in a, in a trophy case bag. Um, he signed it at the end of last year. Nice. And, um, when I get my man cave one day, I'm definitely going to frame that. <laughs> nice. <laughs> That's awesome. That. All right.
1: Next contract. Man yeah. cave's coming.
3: Yeah. Next contract.
1: <laughs> Geronimo Allison, our guest. We're going to take a break. Come back with much more with GMO. Don't go away. The fifth quarter returns after this timeout.
0: Fifth quarter, live from the Stadium View Bar and Grill, here are Mark Daniels and Matt Z.
1: All right, welcome back, everybody. Geronimo and our guest tonight, but halfway through the show, it's time for our hot and cold plays of how it works. You guessed the hot play. Take home a prize tonight for Robinson's Heating and Cooling. You also get qualified for a pair of indoor club seats just like these two, but for the Packers' Vikings home finale two days before Santa arrives. And once you're in and qualified, don't come back in line, please. Just one time only, but we got them lined up tonight. Looking for a hot play. Lori is up first. What's your guess? Uh, Brett
0: Hundley's 19-yard touchdown pass.
1: Brett Hundley's touchdown pass. Yeah, you're right. Hot play was a great (laughs) example of do as I do, not as I say. Leading just 16-13 in the fourth quarter, Brett Hundley had just scrambled for a key first down and facing second and nine from the Chicago 19. He looked a lot like the injured Packers quarterback. Hundley, he's
0: in there, and Hundley now rolling right, looking, throws, back shoulder in the corner, and it is a touchdown for Devontae Adams. That was an Aaron Rodgers-like throw there by Hundley. The composure that Hundley shows,
3: it's nice, rolls to his right, eyes stay downfield. And Devontae Adams, working on Fuller, does an excellent job of keeping the drive alive and
1: running a scramble route. Yeah, that's Fox Sports announcers Tom Brenneman and Chris Spielman on the call of on that one. Hunley Hundley was kind of, yeah, all shucks about the extended play impersonation. It's just making things happen.
3: Uh, the first reason out there, second and third, just sort of get out and um, make something with it. He
1: made something with it. Lori, you're a hot play winner tonight. Congratulations. We'll do the cold play a little bit later on. These extended plays look like ad-libs, but they are the furthest thing from the truth, Toronto. How much do you work on those extended plays? Because the communication was a flick of the wrist mm-hmm. from Devontae, a point from mm-hmm. Brett, touchdown.
3: Yeah, Um. just throughout training camp, throughout the season, you kind of get a feel for where you need to be when that time comes. Um, depending on your route, depending on the combination and the concept, you know which way I should pivot out or I should react based on um, just you know the concept at the hand. And then a lot of it is just reacting and your secondary release is getting shed in the defender because a lot of times once the quarterback leaves the pocket, the defender has the opportunity to grab if you allow him to grab you, then that takes away for you being a valuable option for the quarterback. But as long as you get your secondary release and you get open, um, a lot of times quarterback. That's finds what Devontae
1: you. did really well on that play. Uh, if you watch it again, is that he breaks away from Kyle Fuller, mm-hmm. does not give him an opportunity
3: to mm-hmm. latch on. Yeah, and. Brett knows exactly where he's going. Mm -hmm, Definitely. And um, when Devontae redirected, he realized that, okay, nobody's here, and I could turn up. I could still turn up again. Um, It wasn't just that first redirection. It was a redirecting, okay, nobody's here. I can still turn up and get in the end zone to score.
1: And that's one of the toughest things that your position has to learn is um, where to find those open spaces. Mm -hmm. You have options on every route based on every coverage you're running into. That's an awful lot to kind of – process
3: yeah it is um you're processing a lot at the same time but um one of the good quotes that coach Zook always says on special teams is see a little see nothing see nothing <laughs> see a lot so uh-huh. sometimes it's, it's it's seeing a little bit is allowing you to process the information a lot slower than seeing a lot of things going on and you are trying to put all the moving parts together
1: did you have ron as your head coach at
3: Illinois? Oh, um, I didn't.
2: Actually, he left before I got okay, there. Okay, I was
1: wondering about that. Yeah, <laughs>
3: all right. Just before
1: you got there, right? Yeah. All mm-hmm. right, but he wasn't
2: there for long, that's for sure. You only played one year of high school football, right? Correct. Just I your did. senior year?
3: Correct, yes. What
2: made you decide to go out your senior year and nothing prior to that?
3: Oh um, well, actually, it wasn't just um, my senior year that I went out, um... I started off on JV, my ninth grade year. Okay. Um, and I moved up to varsity, but I didn't play any. And after my ninth grade year, um, I hit, I hit my grades. I hit a rock bottom, my grades, and I ended that semester with a 1.4 GPA. And that put me in a hole all the way until my senior year to be eligible. Um, I needed uh-huh. a 2.0 to play, um, in high school. And I struggled through high school, um, just being in and out and, um, just struggling with academics, um, being in intensive classes. So once I got the proper tutor and a proper help, um, just grinding. Um, my, my high school coach, um, his, my head coach wife actually tutored me um, along my junior year and my senior year going into um, the football season and helped me take extra online classes and um, get the tutor and the help that I need to um, get eligible to play my senior year. And that year. was probably
1: the reason for the junior college route too, right? Definitely,
3: um, just the exposure um, through high school. I didn't have much. Um, South Florida was recruiting me, but I couldn't meet the academics to right. um, go to Division One. So I was at a 7-on-7 seven seven camp, and um, a coach came up to me from the opposite team asked me did I have any um, scholarships and I told him no. And he actually graduated from Iowa Western. and Asked me, would I be interested in going the junior route? I told him, sure. I just want to play football. Right. And um, but then
1: you're on your own with the academic discipline yeah, that you had to take care of. Definitely.
3: When I got out to um, Iowa Western, I just really the focus of being away from home and being away from my community. Um, it was rough. So um, I just had a lot of distractions back home. Um, that long distance from Iowa to Florida just allowed me to really just buckle down, focus on football and my academics. Um, so when I was at uh, Iowa Western, I was able to make the dean's list, got my um, associate's nice. degree in communication, then went to Illinois and got my bachelor's in communication. Where's
1: Iowa Western located?
3: Council Bluffs, Iowa. Mm-hmm. Like 30 minutes Impossible from Omaha, Impossible to get
1: distracted at Council Bluffs, huh? Right, <laughs> right. And um, it helped me a lot. It helped me a lot.
3: So how did you decide on Illinois? Um, I actually decided on Illinois my freshman year. Um, they was recruiting one of my good friends from, um, from D.C., and when he left to go to Illinois, I was there. And um, they kind of left the torch that Iowa Western in my hand to um, kind of mold some of the guys. And when Illinois was coming recruiting him, I was a young guy going around to the scouts. like, please come back and get me. Like, watch <laughs> me. Like, you know what I'm saying? I could do the same things that he's doing. I'm just a little younger in the experience of it. And the coaches kind of bonded with me early in my freshman year and told me that it was going to come back for me. Um, my early on my sophomore year, they actually came back and offered me a scholarship, and I committed like maybe like two or three weeks after that. And I committed to Illinois because once I wanted that transition with a friend to make that transition smoother for me. Um, not going into a new place where every face was unfamiliar. You know, I, I had somebody that was there a year in advance that could kind of teach me the ropes and kind of give me an extra boost once I got my foot in the door. And um, once I got to Illinois, the transition was smooth. Um, I had a good relationship with the coaching staff, and I was blessed enough to have a good career there also. was
2: yeah, go ahead, Z. When did you think that you had what it took to be an NFL player? I mean, when did that sort of really start to become a reality in your own head?
3: Um, just, just going through the process of being a college athlete, sometimes, you know, you watch – tape of nfl guys um just trying to learn different things to help you out before you get there and then help you out at the level that you're at now um, which was a collegiate level and um i always knew i wanted to be an nfl football player i just didn't know how my journey was going to shape to get me there and then once i got here and just working with um guys here competing with guys here and um just understanding football and understanding, you know, your opponent that you're going against and understanding like I could watch Jordan Nelson, I could watch Ronald Kyle, I could watch Devontae, and I could take things that they do well from their game and implement it into mine to make me a better football player. Think helped me make that transition smoother for me.
1: But you're a different body type athlete. You're mm-hmm. a long strider, big target. So what can you take from the quickness of a Cobb or uh, the just – sprint of 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 jordy or the physical game of Devontae. how do you kind of work that into your game i
3: don't i don't shy away from the uncomfortability of doing it you know sometimes um guys just want to be comfortable with what they do well and do that well um if it's something that is new to me allow me to to learn it to work on it and get better at it um so a lot of times when i'm not in the game or i'm not in practice and i'm not taking reps I don't say much, but I'm listening to the coaches and I'm watching those guys and I'm I'm just eavesdropping and taking little things that they may be communicating about or doing in practice or trying to work on and implementing into mine so so when I get out there I could be successful as they are.
2: Nice. What's the biggest thing for you that you've learned from year 1 to year 2? Um the biggest thing
3: that I've learned is one have have a routine and Continue to stay on your routine. Don't shy away from it, and then um always attack. A lot of times, um as a receiver, a lot my fr- rookie year was I was kind of shying away from the physical contact of a cornerback and not really attacking them and allowing their instincts to take over. A lot of times when we win as a wide receiver is because we're in attack mode and we're the aggressor and we're allowing their instincts to take over. So when they are reacting, Coach um, Zook always says, you have to. it takes a minute for you to tell your brain what your feet to do. So when you allow that split second for their instincts to take over, nine times out of 10, you're going to be successful because you know where you're going. You're trying to get there and you're on a time clock. So if you're an press man, You're going to go at him before he gets locked on you. You've got
1: to initiate that that first contact and then
3: definitely because disengage definitely because if you initiate if you initiate the speed in the contact you allow yourself to play on a time clock that you're on with the quarterback but if he disrupts that time clock that you're on with the quarterback now everything has to speed up and you have to make everything and break off your route a little quicker just so you could be on that time clock that you would have been on in front of starting and point. that's
1: what i'm saying about brett Hundley for the last couple of weeks you know if if there is press man on the outside or whatever He's on that same clock you are, mm-hmm. and it's just not being processed fast enough so early in his playing career. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and once he understands how to speed that up, mm-hmm. the results are going to come. Yeah, definitely. I mean, the slant routes were, were there again yesterday mm-hmm. on a couple of occasions, a couple of post routes yeah. on time. And they weren't there in the first two games or
3: so. And I think that transition comes with us as a our receiver group making that transition from Brett to Aaron, and from Aaron to Brett, because of with Aaron, things are happening a lot faster. Oh yeah, a lot faster. He's processing things before they even happen, so you can be quicker and you can be a little sharper on um, with some routes and some of your attention to detail stuff. On um, with Brett, you know, sometimes you, you have to make sure that you're open. He wants to make sure that you're open before he fires the trigger, and it's just that comfortability of having that trust of. I know Devontae's going to win this route. I'm just going to put it out there. And that's let him what he do said about thing. the long one late. That mm-hmm. was just a trust throw. It was just a trust thing, and that's the chemistry of these last two weeks of working with them in practice and um, just building that trust. All right. Look, looks like the trust is getting built, that's for sure. Geronimo Allison
1: with us. One more segment. We'll look ahead to the Baltimore Ravens. A tough defense coming to Lambeau on Sunday, and we'll look for a cold play winner when we come back to the fifth quarter right after this timeout.
0: We now return you to the fifth quarter, live from the Stadium View Bar and Grill. Here are Mark Daniels and Matt Z. That yours too. All right,
1: welcome back, everybody. g our guest tonight. Jim Rodham-O, the Illini wide receiver. Hey, we had a hot play winner. We got to get a cold play winner tonight and get you qualified for that grand prize from Robinson's Heating and Cooling. Yeah, it was a cold, wet day, and there were a few cold plays to choose from, in my opinion, in that game. <laughs> Let's see if we can't get a winner on first try. Art is up. What's your guess, Art. Uh, the missed field goal at the end of the game. Yeah, I knew it would be a slam dunk. Yeah, yeah, Although yeah, there yeah, were yeah, other yeah. candidates. Trevor Davis, punt return from the end zone. <laughs> what are you doing, Trevor Davis? Anyway, Packers had better think about taking out some malpractice insurance because the field goal operation could lead to heart attacks. After Mason hit from 40, 24, and 50, the big bomb to Devontae Adams set up the pack to finish off the game with a minute to go, but the 35-yard boot was pushed wide right. Crosby said the whole play simply sucked. Didn't
2: have good <laughs> operation. Bobbled the snap and then she probably called fire there. Uh, you know, I don't know if the ball ever even really got down all the way. So unfortunate. You know we need to we need to execute that so that uh, that we go up ten and uh, ball games. You know it's it's over. So um, yeah, disappointing not to hit that, especially with the day that you know that we had leading up to it.
1: Yeah, they had some success, but a bad time on that one. The snap wasn't great from Derek Hart, who, keep in mind, is the third long snapper this right. season for the operation. And Justin Vogel's hold was even worse. It's
0: unfortunate that's how it ended. We had, a, I think, a good day on the field goal unit. The snap wasn't perfect, but I, I'll i take the blame for it as missing a ball. I'll probably catch that ball 100 times out of 100. But in the scenario, and the everything's slightly off, but I, sh- I should have made the catch and put it down.
1: All right, just get it down next time. It's tough. Uh, it's just growing pains, but that's our cold play of the day. That missed field goal at the end of the regulation. Way to go, Art! You're Congrats in, to Art. Congratulations. Yeah. Hey, Geronimo Allison, our guest today. Uh, very weird week last week. The whole Martellus
3: Bennett thing. Yeah. Uh, how did that go in the locker room? Uh, you know, what were your thoughts on on all of that? Um, actually, we didn't dwell on it much. Um, you know, we made our comments on it in the locker room, but we didn't dwell on it much. Um, we had to move on. We was dealing with. Other situations, yeah, like other 3 losing streak, but yeah, other adversity that um we had to put our energy into. But um, that's a lot of things. You know, some things in life, you 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 decide what you want to waste your energy on and what you don't. And that was one of the things that we didn't really dwell on much. What you think of Marty though
1: in the locker room? He was a character.
3: Yeah, he was a good guy when he was there. Um I interact with him good. Um I have a good good relationship with him for the most part. But, you know, he made a decision that he made and um I'm pretty sure that they'll be going through a process for here for a while. Well he took some shots at Dr. Pat McKenzie, which I thought were a little much. And
1: now there's mm-hmm. of course the Packers released him. Uh, with that designation of failing to disclose a medical condition, which was a rotator cuff, according to some reports, and a shoulder thing that had been lingering. Uh, and, and Bennett said that Dr. McKenzie was really pushing him to play through the injury, but yet he turns around, signs with New England, and said he'd been seeking medical opinions from surgeons around the country. Six to get or seven doctors. Fixed, yeah. And then he's activated three days after he signs and makes three catches <laughs> with the Patriots.
2: Come on, Marty. Three catches on three targets, no drops. And that was the biggest complaint again in Green Bay was the drops. I don't want to put you on the
1: spot, but I just never thought his heart was in it here. And then when Aaron went down, hell with it.
3: It's hard to say. Um, I don't, you know, you know I, I don't want to. I don't want to speak for him. Um, you know, he's made his statement of, yeah. what, of what he wanted to say and how he felt. Oh, about he made the situation quite a few statements to the Boston media. That's taking place. On, um, but you know, me as a player. That's that's none of my business. That's his business. I'm allowed him to handle it how he wanna handle it. And you know it's it's whatever is going to happen. You know the situation is going to be handled by the hierarchies.
1: Yeah, Uh it's a crazy business, though, isn't it?
3: Yeah, it I is. Mean, um, and that's what it is. It's a business at the end of the day. Like
1: Derek Matthews, great kid from Houston, yeah. the free agent linebacker, cut on the weekend off the
3: practice squad. Mm-hmm. They signed him back today. Yeah, what the hell's yeah. with that? It's a business. It's a weird. <laughs> it's, business. A, it's a business. <laughs> they're they're up there talking. They're up there scheming, <laughs> trying to figure out different pieces that they want to put together, and um. Nobody ever knows what's going on up there in the stairs. So, yeah, that's true. You know,
1: sure. We don't even just, know what's going on when we talk to Ted, for yeah, that matter. You so. Know, so you <laughs> so got to just kind of, go with
2: the flow. All right. Ray, go ahead. You sound like a Seinfeld routine. Yeah. You know that, right? <laughs> <laughs> what's the deal with this guy? Yeah, no,
1: kidding, no kidding. He's on the team. He's off
2: the team. <laughs> I know.
1: What is So, to
2: Geronimo, what do you think about – Thursday Night Football. I know you've only been in the league a couple of years. Mm-hmm. Ben Roethlisberger came out yesterday, said he wants Thursday Night Football to go away.
1: God, what are the Seahawks saying? Doug Baldwin be wants yeah, it Baldwin? to be
2: illegal. Mm-hmm. What What do you feel about Thursday Night Football? What have the vets said in the locker room, guys that have been doing Thursday Night Football for years?
3: Um, actually, I haven't really talked much about their opinion on Thursday Night Football. I haven't really heard any you know negative comments in our locker room about Thursday Night Football. Me personally. I think it's a fast turnaround or transition from um, Thursday to your next game or um, even playing on a Monday night to your next game. But the atmosphere is is what you get that thrill and that adrenaline from. Um, just playing in the stadium at night under the lights on a Thursday and everybody's there, yeah, they're, they're loud, you know, they're rowdy. Um, just that chills that you get from being in the atmosphere is, you know, the thrill and appreciation that I get from it. All right. So,
2: growing up, who was your favorite athlete to watch?
3: Um, My favorite athlete to watch was Michael Vick. Yeah? Yeah. um, I played quarterback a lot in Little League, and like I said, I played running back, and just... Playing a game, his style, the way he played, making people miss, running around. And, Tell us um, about it. Tell us around, about it. Uh, kill these guys at Lambo in the playoffs. That's what I was good at as a little kid. And um, that's how I thrived myself, and that's how I learned to play the game was um, just in my neighborhood, running around, playing tag, playing tackle, and making people miss.
2: What's your first football memory? Um, my first football memory
3: was back when my first year playing. Um, I was second string running back. I didn't play in any games. But my first game that I played in and my first time touching the ball, I scored like a 22-yard run. What is it with
1: you? First game, first touch, first (laughs) score?
3: And I was wearing number 34 (laughs) um, because I like Ricky Williams when he was playing. So I was wearing number 34. Mm
2: -hmm. If you weren't a professional football player, what career would you be
3: in? Um, right off the bat coming out of college I probably would have jumped right into coaching um just to give my time some um just to give myself some time to help you know others um that's trying to pursue a career in football and then just to give myself a little time to figure out what I really want to do in life and um that's what I have a passion for right now is football but I'm not really sure what you know I'm going to do down the line um, or a few years from here
2: all right with thanksgiving not too far away. What's one or two food items that have to be on your plate? Um, I want to have my whole plate covered,
3: honestly. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm I'm looking to eat eat a lot um come Thanksgiving, but honey baked ham. Macaroni and cheese and um, some roasted and some and roasted um turkey would be some of the things that I would love to see yeah. on top of my Jerry plate. Jerry Evans was a Big Mac
1: fan <laughs> for Thanksgiving. <laughs> yeah, he said
2: that's all he really wants yeah, to eat on Thanksgiving, wants. just mac and cheese. All right,
3: quick look at the Ravens here, Geronimo. It's an uncommon opponent.
1: They're coming off a bye. Mm-hmm. A little
3: extra study time, I would think, for this team, right? Yeah, definitely. Um, that's one thing about it. Um, take it back to the Bengals week. Um, we had to put in some extra preparation for that because that was an uncommon um opponent. And um, you just have to study harder, see the things that they do well, see, you know, in their division, how they play their different teams and the different type of schemes and the coverage that they wanna apply and um just, to, you know, learn your, your tendencies of the, uh, your matchup that you're going to be going against. Um, right. Just week in and week out, you know, you have your, your transition and your, your preparation, and what you want to do, you just want to stay consistent at it, and um, at the end of the day, go out there and execute it. All right, finally, some win
1: back in the sails, and you're back home. Let's see if uh, mm-hmm. you guys can't stack a couple of successes here and kind of put some heat on those Vikings Definitely. for a little while. Definitely. Geronimo, a pleasure having you on board. Guest of the fifth quarter, receiving a gift certificate from our friends at Diamonds and Gold, what the fine jewelers in this town. You'll mm-hmm. find them over at Central Drive in Allaway and. Enjoy that. Enjoy the week. Congratulations on the success so far. Stay healthy and uh, see you get another win on Sunday.
3: Thank you. Definitely. Thank you for having me. Hey,
1: Ladies and gentlemen, Geronimo Allison. When we come back, we're sending four people to the Packers and Ravens. Don't go away. We're wrapping it up right after this.
0: We now return you to the fifth quarter live from the Stadium View Bar and Grill. Here are Mark Daniels and Matt Z. All right. Welcome back, everybody.
1: Good kid, Eddie Geronimo, Allison. I love them. Big head. He
0: was awesome. awesome. He
1: was awesome. All right. Ravens coming up on Sunday high noon kickoff, and yeah, they dive back into the AFC North for three of their next four games. Uh, You know, then we've got the Steelers and then the Brownies and Buccaneers coming up for the pack before they finish up in the division. Robinson was great tonight. They came through with an extra pair, including two indoor club seats. We are going to give those away tonight first. Who's going? Kim
2: Nelson.
1: Kim Nelson gets a big roar in the back of the building. Congratulations. We've also got two outdoor tickets. Kim won't have to bundle up. Thanks, Robinsons, again. Awesome. Who's going to the game? Scott Sticka. Scott Sticka. Well done. Woo! do say thanks to that table over there. Thanks for coming out. We got the Packers and the Ravens. We got another edition next Monday night. Until then, from Matt C, I'm Mark Daniels. Thanks for coming out. Thanks, everybody. We'll